Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler from the Unemployed Architects. This week I'm going to be talking about my show this last weekend at Clark Bar in Champaign. Only had one, so a little bit uh, less going on this February. So, um, picks right back up in March. Got almost every day booked in April and May. June, I have a few days left. July, I have a few days left. So that's kind of where I'm at. But uh, so, you know, trying to appreciate the, the the less things and maybe get some focus on some other areas, get some other things maybe more completed. But um, yeah, so Clark Bar, we went down early enough. Uh, wasn't wasn't uh, running too late this time. And I decided to take a weekend off from my foot drums, which was nice, um, not having to do that extra work and set up that extra gear. Uh, they put us in a different spot, and so this is the third different location in the bar that they've had us set up and play, so um, probably the best. It was on like the back wall right when you walk in, so you know you have a lot more room to kind of spread out a little bit, and I think sound-wise, it was probably a better area because I only really needed... I did, like, a main and a front fill, which is my general setup most of the time. And kind of, like, the way that bar is set up, it it made, like, three different, like, stages. Like, if you really wanted to pay attention and focus, you could be right up front, and there's, like, a separation of, like, a ledge, and then, like, a middle location where you could probably still have, like, a you know, fairly reasonable conversation, not talk to, to have to like shout over it. And then by the bar, it's more like background music. So it had like a, it was kind of, kind of cool that way, you know, wherever you sat kind of, um, dictated how loud it was. So you could kind of control that yourself. And there was, you know, by the end of the night, there were some sitting up close, there were some in the middle and there were some by the bar. So I think overall we played really well. I, I, I used my in-ears, Lo came with me, so it was just me and her, and uh, it's just a pretty pretty straightforward show, ultimately. I uh, had a couple friends come out, and um, so I had the tabs, and they, they, they come there a fair amount to Clark Bar, and they actually, her band played there the night before, I think it was Jimmy Dragonfly, she's in two bands. So yeah, she came the night before uh, to play and then came the next night to watch us. So that was super nice. And then also a friend of mine, Ryan Wolf from Pontiac and his uh, girlfriend, Sydney, they came out and I had Ryan play a few songs, which was cool. I always try to get him in the mix whenever he's there. And he sounded really good. Uh, I don't think we did anything too crazy. I think it was a pretty straight up show. We actually stayed at uh, Ryan and Sydney's place after in Champaign, and that was this crazy old house that they're just renting, like through Airbnb, I think. But it was it was very large. Lots of had a few bedrooms and uh, backyard, upstairs, downstairs, couple bathrooms. I mean, it was it was a large place, and it was like a big old house. So it was probably haunted. But, uh, yeah, so we hung out with them after and kind of caught up, and I listened to some, uh, Ryan's new music on, uh, he played a few new songs for me, which was cool. 
But, uh, yeah, so that was the Saturday. Friday night, we didn't have a show, but we, it was Valentine's Day, so we, like, went out. We, um, let's see, what did we do? We went to a movie, went to Downhill, by, uh, which has Will Ferrell and, and uh, Ju- Julie Louise Dreyfus in it. And we kind of, I don't know, with those two, we imagined it being a little bit more of a comedy, but it definitely went the other way. <laughs> it was like a complete drama. So, um, which was really, really good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It just wasn't what we expected. Looking for maybe something a little bit lighter on, uh, on Valentine's Day. But that was fine. It was, it was shot very cool. Kind of had a Wes Anderson vibe with the way it was shot. And then very serious topics. Like, I don't, we we watched a, a movie not too long ago called Marriage Story on Netflix and it had kind of a similar vibe, like it was almost like a little too real um, in some in some spots. But overall, great movie. And then we went to Andrew Above, which was uh, um, just a restaurant we usually go to on big events, holiday, anniversary kind of thing. And I uh, got some sushi and some pizza, and it was delicious. And it always pretty much always is. They kind of do like a farm farm fresh type thing, and they have like a downstairs restaurant, which is way more expensive, but it's called Epiphany Farms. Everything's kind of grown in-house and stuff. And uh, we, we actually had to go put our name in because they don't do reservations for uh, under six people. So we put our name in, and then we walked down to this bar that's right around the corner called uh, 8-Bit, and you can play like video games. And I'm, I'm not a huge video game guy, but I actually enjoyed it quite quite a bit more than I thought I would uh kind of took some searching to find the right games and everything but um overall it was you know it was fun and they you know it's they have like two player stuff so with me and Lo we could play games together and we we had a good time there I think it's like $10 minimum and then you can just play as much as you want so that was fun and then you know we went back up to Andrew and eight and then I had heard uh, there was a guy playing that I was interested in seeing at Cadillac Jacks. So we, we went over there and watched him play for a little bit, and that was cool. Uh, he was pretty good. Very young. I think, I think that was one of the main takeaways. But very good singer uh, and uh, good performer. And he, he, I think he normally plays in a band, so he seemed a little nervous to play by himself. But uh, it was good overall. He did a lot of like kind of pop covers, pop country type stuff, which isn't necessarily my favorite. But uh, he did a couple originals, and that was cool too. But uh, he was very, very uh, stuck to that iPad. It seems it seemed like uh, he, you like, maybe maybe it was a comfort thing. But I don't know. I feel like you can perform a little bit better if you. And more, be more in the moment, maybe, if you have the song, like, down, down, don't have to stare at an iPad. But, you know, it was still good. And we hung out there for, you know, maybe an hour, watched him. And, like I said, very, very talented, very good. And then we went back to 8-Bit for a little bit. And then I found that I had to work the next day before the show at Clark Bar. And uh, so we ended up kind of called it a little bit early. I mean, it was still, like, 11.30 by the time we got home. But yeah, so that was the weekend. Nothing too crazy exciting. We're playing at 
Houdini Spirits this next uh, this next fr Friday, and then we have Saturday off again, and then we're at the trading post the Friday after that with the Saturday day off. So I don't even know what we're gonna do with all this extra time. Uh, but I thought I would. Uh, I started this message chain with uh, everybody from my that used to be in the band, I guess. I don't know if you still consider some of them in the band or not, but uh, um, I started it with Kev, the bass player, Blair, the you know vocalist, lead guitar player, and uh, the drummer, Big D. And we were kind of reminiscing about some stuff and uh it was, it was it was fun to kind of think about stuff that i hadn't even you know maybe happened 10 years ago so i uh, hadn't really thought about it in a while and uh you know some of these stories that happened to us you know way before i would have even thought to have a podcast so i thought it might be kind of fun to reminisce about one of them a little bit um uh, and I mean, there's a bunch, so I'll probably do this periodically. Maybe since there's not a ton of shows coming up until March, uh, maybe uh, I'll, I'll pick a story and kind of just recap kind of what happened. So the first one I'm going to talk about, uh, we I used to use this website called Sonic Bids to try to book some stuff sometimes, and... You know, you'd pay a membership and then you'd apply for different things. Kind of, I don't know, kind, kind of a scam, I think, ultimately. I tried it a bunch of bunch of times. Nothing really that cool ever came of it. Maybe, you know, that's a reflection of where we were at musically. Maybe nobody really wanted us. I don't really know. Uh, but, so, I got this one response and it was for... Uh, festival and I, I've you know I still can't even get into hardly any festivals I have a couple that like you know I can work my way into but nothing too crazy cool but back then you know would like zero festival so I was you know like yeah we should do it and it was in Indiana can't remember the town but uh, so they they ended up and hit us up and were like uh, we'd love to have you at this this festival, you know, it's uh, it's called the Campfire Sessions, and it's just a hundred dollar fee because we will provide you, um, you know, a place to stay, and that's the whole weekend. You'll get to play twice, and you know, anything that's pay to play, I should have should have been a red flag. Like maybe don't go to, <laughs> maybe leave leave this one out. But you know, we were young. We didn't really know what was what. So we decided to do it, and uh, we got up. I remember getting up so early that day, and packing. Uh, we I, th I think we brought the Yukon, which is later a different story. But when we got robbed in Detroit, that was the car we were driving, but which is Blair's parents. But you know, it was a giant SUV, so good for loading gear, and we had to bring a lot of gear and. I remember uh, we, we there's a there's a film of it somewhere, but Blair on top of the Yukon packing the the topper the or whatever that thing is that you little bag that you can put on top of the so like all our bags went up there and then all the gear went in the car. But I remember 6 a.m. just being like, how does he have that much energy? Um, anyway, so then we drove. I think it was like a three-hour drive or something. 
and uh, you know we're we're overly excited. We actually got a couple buddies to come stay with us too. Um, I think Brad and Emily, and a friend of ours, Scotty, maybe John Rainbolt was there as well. But uh, they, they decided to trek along with us, and we get there, and it's, it's essentially just a campground. I mean, that's you know for like a summer camp or something. And it looks really nice. I mean, it was it was the summer, so it was really nice out. And but uh, we get there. Our, they, they scheduled our first set like I think it was like three in the afternoon. So it was a little bit early, and we got there and we set everything up and played for the people we brought. <laughs> Essentially, nobody nobody else got there, and our set was supposed to be like an hour. And the band that was supposed to play after us just didn't show up, so we ended up playing maybe a couple hours. And uh, we were like, man, this is totally not what we thought it would be. As the night kind of wears on, we realized that uh, this is, you know, mostly just bands. Like, there's no, like, actual people, like, fans here. Maybe, like, the girlfriend of the bass player or, like, you know. But nothing, nothing extensive at all. So everybody's there for themselves. There's not really a lot of, like... I mean, you go and you. I went and watched some other bands uh, because there was just nothing else to do necessarily. But a lot of them were just heavy metal, just you know, scream type type stuff. So we we were one of the, or they were like young punk pop kind of kids. So we were kind of one of the. I mean, we by no means were amazing, but we we seemed like we may have been a little bit better than some of the bands because we you know we actually had singers and we um were more on the rock side not the punk rock, punk pop type stuff so we seemed a little bit more like a band band so though the shows though this wasn't anything what to what we expected it to be uh we you know we got a lot of really awesome feedback and a lot of younger bands really kind of, i think they mostly looked up to blair because he was like you know he had sweet guitar and his pedal board was crazy and a good amp and you know he was playing in a band band you know like uh so i feel like he had kind of um he got, he got a little idolized almost from from a lot of these younger like punk pop kids and uh, so I, I it definitely the whole the whole thing fed our ego maybe a little bit too much, but um, we we felt like you know we were so good, but of course, watch we have some video from from it. I, I I know how exactly how good we were, but anyway, and the the PA they had was like two speakers, no monitors, and a mixer. So I mean, what it didn't sound great. And we figured, you know, this is a festival, so they would be legit on their on their gear when we got there. But quite the opposite. And uh, but you know, we got a lot of good feedback from the other bands. And then our second show the next day was like, you know, pretty busy. It was indoor instead of outdoor, but it was. Uh, but I mean, we did a bunch of crazy stuff that night after we played. Watched a bunch of other bands, but there was. A bunch of stuff they had going on. There's one like interactive art thing where um, they were like painting while there was like a guy doing some looping, and 
Then there was, we, I remember we went out, it was on a lake this summer camp, so at like midnight, we were, it was, might not have been midnight, it was pitch black though, so I don't really remember the exact time, but we went out on the lake and uh, they had canoes that you could use and paddle boats, so we went, we went out real late and that was kind of fun, and uh, I don't know, I, it was definitely a different mentality because it was like, all of us were definitely o- like over 21, so you know, everybody was like drinking and stuff. And uh, I think there were a lot of younger kids there that, you know, weren't really allowed to drink because they were too young. And there was other substances, obviously, being passed around here and there. But uh, at one point, I think the cops came, and one of the bands that we actually really enjoyed there, I think they were called Pearl Snap or something. Um, (laughs) I remember uh, I had to flush a bunch of stuff down the toilet, I think, because the cops came. But, But... it was, it was just a super weird experience ultimately they, they had this uh they had this slide like the 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 next day after our set we went over and uh it's like this slide that was you know like a football field long it's probably 50 yards probably not a football but i mean it was long but the the bottom was blocked out so like you you would go down the slide and it would be like kind of fun but at the end it was blocked off by a giant piece of wood so then you just have to crawl back up <laughs> you couldn't like go around real weird but we ended up and hung out there for a little bit um and i mean i don't know i, I feel like ultimately it was kind of a scam but and it definitely was not what we expected we expected like festival festival in a different state like we felt like oh we're we're a legit band this is going to be legit and it was very very unprofessional and very like laid back and not a lot of people and overall just super super weird <laughs> i mean so our expectations were not met in that way but they were kind of met in a different way cuz we it was just like um it was like a mini vacation you know we 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 hung out we had our good friends there and we got to play music which was fun and uh, I think once we got there and we realized what it actually was, like I said, a little bit of a scam, we, we you know, we kind of, our bar that we set for what we thought would be kind of melted completely. And then we had zero expectation. We we're like, oh, we were all kind of disappointed. But then as the night wore on, you know, we, we ended up and had like a lot of fun because our bar, our, what we were thinking it was going to be had been, you know, completely dismantled. So we ended up and just had fun. We we hung out with a lot of other bands. We talked to a lot of other bands. We kind of got their their info. We we watched. We we saw a bunch of bands. There there were probably like maybe five or six similar level but different genre from where we were at then. And uh, it was, I mean, it was it was fun, but just in a completely way, completely different way that I wouldn't have expected. So that was our our trip to Indiana. So I do I do have one a couple good good memories of the people we brought that second show. Just like one of the things I was texting the guys was like uh, I remember playing in Indiana the indoor, the campfire sessions, the second day. And, you know, we had a much more, it wasn't packed or anything, but we definitely had a better crowd the second day. And, uh, 
you know, we brought our people. So it was like Brad, Emily, Scotty, John, and they were, you know, kind of rocking out to what we were doing. And, uh, they got a lot of the crowd kind of singing along to one of my songs, which was very cool. And then, you know, we, I think we ended the night with eat, sleep and don't die. And I think we did a pretty decent performance of that song. And that was something I was talking to the, everybody about is like, when we would play those songs, like, you know, I, I, I probably over glorify a lot of like the, the band and the, in my head as far as the past, but you know, the, the times that we would play that song or, um, one of the ones I brought up that, you know, it was the first song we ever played together, DJ Scribbles, when we would play either of those songs and, you know, it, we were all kind of in the zone and feeling right and we'd been playing a lot and stuff, those, the, the feeling you would get from, though you know, you just feel so powerful and so confident and so just in the moment. And I think those, those, like as much as I over glorify a lot of the things that probably happened, you know, those moments were fun and real and awesome. And, uh, you know, I miss those. I miss those a lot for sure. But as you get older, you know, it gets harder and harder to make the band thing work. So I ended up just playing a lot by myself or in this new setup, the three-piece setup, which is a lot of fun. It's just different, you know. It's not really the same thing. Um, and I, I, I don't get a... Because when Blair was singing and playing, you know, we'd do about 50-50. So I would... I would just get to play guitar for half the songs, and that would kind of rest me up for my songs. And, you know, I wasn't bogged down by the foot drums, which I enjoy doing the foot drums. It makes me a better musician, and I think it's more fun to see a one-man band, if you're, like, into dancing at all, than it is to, like, just an acoustic guy. But anyway, so, you know, it's just a, it's it's evolved quite a bit, and those are my, you know... My, I guess those would be the glory days. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe now's the glory days. That's kind of more the way I lean. But there were some real fun times had, and in those moments of those songs when we would play them, you know, I, I full body chills a lot of the time, and just out of my body experiences a lot of the time, and and that's you know why I continue this pursuit. I don't. I don't think I've ever, you know, going to a show and seeing somebody feel the way that I felt is almost equally as fun. But, you know, actually being the person kind of providing that energy is, uh, you know, a whole different level. And it was just a blast, you know. And I hope that at some point we'll... uh, play together Blair still plays with us once in a while and Kev still records with us all the time we need a solid bass part to stuff and I mean D moved to Vegas there's really not really a lot we can do to get him involved at all anymore and that's really when I think we kind of fell apart the most Blair Blair you know has been in and out in and out kind of since we record Design to Shine. Even before that, though, I think he was kind of... There were a couple times he questioned whether he should 
continue playing with us but you know then it actually came to fruition when we were spent the three years on design to shine and after that album was over big d decided to move which you know was probably best for him but worse for the band obviously you can't really do a whole lot with him if he's in vegas and i mean vegas isn't even somewhere i'd want to like live for sure but uh makes sense for him he's he's a late night guy and uh likes people a lot i'm i like late nights but i can only handle so much socializing he's like the exact opposite i feel like but uh so yeah and then we had collie at play drum for drums for us for a while and that kind of kept us afloat we'd do some shows full band and then you know he had a second kid and uh we, we had a couple shows where just didn't he didn't really have any time to practice with us and they were like big shows that were a little sloppy so we ended up not really keeping that alive and then i got the conga the hand percussionist involved dave and we've done some shows with all of us plus low plus dave and low was singing with kyle a lot as well um, when he was playing drums, so she 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 was around for that part in time. And I mean, the main reason Laurelyn started singing with me in the first place is because Blair quit, and I wanted somebody to kind of help help me out with filling time, and you know, somebody that could do harmony really well. And she she was great at that naturally, so she started you know singing with me, and then you know I tried to mash that into the full band thing with Kyle and then um Kyle kind of waned a little bit and then we brought Dave in and then me Dave and Lo were doing a bunch of shows by ourselves all the time and then you know Blair would come once in a while which after D left Blair would play like every weekend with me we would have all these shows and we made we would make so much money and we'd play like every Friday Saturday and he'd come to both and it got to a point where he couldn't really handle handle that or that was too much to expect and then uh you know I'm constantly trying to mash everything together I'm trying to you know I want Dave involved in the recordings but I want Kev also involved and I want you know I would like it if Blair was involved as well and you know he he did guitar on the last song that I we've recorded but uh anyway so that's kind of where we're at now it's just a different thing you know it's fun it's a good time it's just a different type of good time we're all in you know we're all like adults technically even though in my head I'm definitely not but uh Anyway, so that's kind of one of the stories. I'll probably talk about our House of Blues show coming up, and I'll talk about our Double Door show and our thing up in Detroit and a couple house party frat house kind of things we've done and uh, j just a lot of stories that, you know, I've kind of forgotten all about. So we played at the Congress, Congress Theater uh, for a Battle of the Bands thing. That'll probably be one of them. So that'll be some stuff I'm, you know, filling in some time talking about because I feel like, you know, if I don't, that stuff will get lost forever. And uh, anyway, so that's what uh, we've been, well, that was from a long time ago. And then uh, the show at Clark Bar, and next week I'll be talking about my show at Houdini's. 
And as always, anybody who took the time to listen, I really appreciate you, and I'll talk to you next time.